Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Kirk Simpson, who is the COO of Urban Clean, the commercial cleaning franchise. Listen as Kirk identifies the simplicity and sophistication of the business, the marketing and research behind the business model, the theory of what makes for a great cleaning business, and the potential for international expansion. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange. I'm also here with Alan Rogers. Hello everyone. Look, today we're at a special event. It's the Urban Clean Conference at Windsor Lawn Bowls Club in Brisbane. And we're joined by Kirk Simpson, who's the GM of Urban Clean. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Kirk. You're welcome. Look, it's a real pleasure having you on today. And we're we're just doing a series of interviews with Urban Clean management and franchisees because the the franchise has been rapidly growing over the last year or so. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind you know, the beginnings of Urban Clean and your involvement as well? Yeah, sure. Well, we three years ago, we were in the garage, basically. We were running what you would consider to be more of a traditional type cleaning business. We knew what we knew. That was pretty much it. So yeah. we were doing what we thought was industry norm. We quickly found out that that became an over-management style mm-hmm. business. Yep. The system itself was what we found to be going uh, much bigger at the top end than it needed to be, and the infrastructure where you know people were doing the right things wasn't there. Yeah. So we, we quickly turned and uh, approached the things in the industry that were traditionally done very badly, mm-hmm. and we started adopting what was eventually quite a long longer path. Uh, it's almost to go slow to go fast, if I could say that, uh, to put things in place which were more the right way to establish a business infrastructure for cleaning. And because it had never really been done before the way we do it, it was on uh, a learning experience daily. Yeah, okay? sure. But uh, where we are right now, it's paid off because of the fact that there, we do not hire one single supervisor in Australia in this business. There's no management of franchisees, so to speak. We're very clear and concise in our qualifying methods to make sure that you know franchisees are first business owners yep. and then using cleaning as the business tool that they have so and what, what do you think you know, separates urban clean from everything else in the market now two things uh, one uh, we're happy to say no if somebody wants to purchase and we don't believe they are the yeah, right fit yeah. okay, we're just happy to say no I don't think this is for you Uh, That's part of the qualifying method that's very, very important. And if you think everyone with a heartbeat is going to be the right franchisee because they've got the money, then you're already in trouble. And the reason for that is the second thing, is that we actually do focus, it's a customer-centric business. We we know we've only got one customer, and that's everybody's customer, and we're always focused on those outcomes. Getting the right franchisee means that customer is going to get those outcomes. Okay, so just wanted to ask more about the design of Urban Clean. We understand it's quite different to everyone else in the market, and we also understand that you don't have this concept of regions for franchisees other than like other cleaning services. It's more based on location and availability in the community. Can you explain more about that? Yeah, well, we, we thought about that too uh, a lot. It's basically because of different types of saturation in different areas. Uh, if you think about you know, the average franchisee, across Australia uses this as an additional income. Sure, they can grow it into a very, very big business, but it's just an additional income, and it works really, really well. So you've got a family that's a great avatar for our franchisees. Is you know They're currently working during the day. They're generally a small family. They're looking for additional income. And $5,000, it makes a big difference every month into a household income. Okay, So getting back to your point, $5,000, 
It's not a lot of cleaning contracts. So if you've given a region to one franchisee and yet, you know, offices and medical clinics and all of this generally congregate into tighter areas, that you could be giving away, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in cleaning contracts and isolating that to one franchisee. That would never do it. They're just not interested in in growing that large. Mm. So, you know, uh, I think the smarter thing to do is to have regions set aside in the master franchising side of things and then have franchisees able to be moving around. And we have buildings where four or five franchisees actually share tenancies and clean for them because, you know, it's eight to $10,000 a month. We spread the risk by having four franchisees actually clean separate tenancies in those buildings. Yeah, great. It makes a lot of sense. And can you tell us a little bit how you... You get that business owner in first, but yeah. more over a cleaner. But then, what's the next steps in training that person to you know, represent the brand properly and, and also they, so they can make money as well? Yeah, sure. Well, it's sales has always been a really, really big part of this business. Okay, and uh, the reason we do get business owners first is because um, yeah, we want them to be autonomous in growing their business after they move through that training. Yeah, cleaning isn't difficult, believe it or not. There's all of the things that are done wrong, which makes people so frustrated sure. about cleaning. So when you get the right kind of person that is now customer focused, as opposed to just going in and cleaning a place, then basically you're already getting, you're already winning. Yeah, right? sure. because cleaning isn't difficult. Okay, not for our particular niche. We've got mops, we've got microfibers, mm. and we've got vacuum cleaners. We yeah. don't do any strip and sealing or anything like that. So the methods are quite simple. It's just basically understanding good routings, understanding you know, efficiencies in your clean by doing things in the right orders. So that's not the difficult bit. The pit that I think is one of the biggest letdowns in the industry is consistency. So they don't actually deliver consistently all of the time, and they don't have great communication with, with, the, with the actual customer. So when things get missed nobody generally can get in touch with somebody to get it fixed. Yeah. So getting a business owner first means we have a direct line of communication between the business owner and the business owner. We're not basically looking at some intermediate kind of connection there where communication gets lost. So our customers can actually talk straight to the franchisees. Those franchisees can implement what the customer wants. And because our franchisees have invested in a business, they really invested in the right outcomes for the customer as well. So what you end up with is a great result. So that's why we say no to the people that we don't think are going to be doing the right things for the customers first. Yeah. So knowing who is the kind of customer that you don't want and the ones that you do want, was there a strategy behind finding that out or was it more trial and error, asking around, asking the it's market? It's definitely an evolution, right? Uh, it, the actual three things that you should be focused on in business, um, and it's any business really, is the first one, you, you must have a predictable quantity of profitable sales. You've got to have it. Um, you, it's really nice to be able to wake up in the morning and know that you can do X and get Y. So the activity will always result in the outcomes of predictably if you do things the right way. Okay, It's nice to say that, but there's not many businesses can wake up and go, if I do this, I can get that. All right? They're usually waiting for customers to stumble in and then they try to figure it out. So that's the first thing you need. And to get that happening, you must ask two questions. First of all, what is the most profitable segment in the industry I'm in? So who has got the real money in your industry? And then what do they look like? Because if you can figure that out, then you know their needs. And once you know their needs, then you can deliver like consistently on those needs. You just have to design your business around the needs for the customer. You become a hand in glove. Yeah. Right? So now sales to me is a clear communication that you are the solution for your customer. And you can't do that unless you set up correctly in business. The third one is just relationships. Have great relationships with your customers. Those three things, you've got a solid business. Sure. And are these things you can teach people? 
and the franchisees. Yeah. Well, franchisees, uh, the unit franchises and master franchises, they have a different kind of scope yeah. that they'll be working with. Unit franchises should be really customer-centric focused only on the delivery. Yeah. Okay, They can then do sales mastery and learn how to win customers, and that's where they'll probably learn a little bit more about you know, the, the intricacies about what a customer is really looking for and how to communicate that clearly. Yeah. But when we set up our franchisees with their initial business, in the first four months, it's all about doing great cleans and establishing a business relationship with our customer. Yeah. Okay. From then, they can learn to grow from there, but there is a settling in period when you first come in as a franchise. Sure. And then what are your goals now? You've got... Obviously, you've got this system set up that, that you know, seems to be working quite well. Yep. So what are your goals in terms of expansion? A multinational. We're heading yeah. into the States. So there's no reason in this industry. People always say, look how saturated it is. There's so much competition. I say, well, bring it on. Like, the more yeah, people that sure. get into such a low barrier of entry type industry mm-hmm. and then deliver poorly because there is you know, the big gaps that I've been talking yeah. about, it just means that we look so much better when we do you know, the right things the right way. So the worst thing about this industry is actually the best thing about this industry for us. All right, you guys keep doing it that way, we'll keep doing it our way. Do you find that the approach to each different state differs along the way or do you find that as a nation we all respond to cleaning services and cleaning franchises the same? Again, it's about your niche because... If you try to be everything to everybody, you'll be nothing to nobody. It's because we've identified the customers that, well, one, have the most profit, they've got the most price flexibility. We also know that it's like people living on the same street. You can see they're kind of very similar. They have usually have families, they drive the same type of cars, they're looking at the same kind of society, right? So the same thing with our customers. They're very similar because we work in a niche. So they all want similar things. They're looking for similar outcomes. And if we know exactly what they want, then we can deliver on it. So every state, therefore, doesn't really make a difference. In English-speaking markets, they're very, very similar. We're yet to find out what that looks like if we move into a non-English-speaking country, but we'll probably license that out. It's not something that we would do. Do you think Urban Clean would do well as an international business in the future? Absolutely. We've been lucky that we've got, you know, uh, investors in this business that are already multinational and, you know, they're from all good indications, everything looks like it's going to go really well for us. So New Zealand is a big factor for small businesses. They're actually yeah. one of the best in the world. Do you think that they will be quite happy to oh, adapt? I know they will. Well, I'm actually a Kiwi. You know, I was born in Blenheim in New Zealand. Um, I've got a lot of family over there, and I've already talked with business owners over in New Zealand. And, yes, they are very commercially astute. I'd say because it's such a, a small country and, you know, there's a lot of competition, they're, they're actually very very strong on franchising as well. So I'm actually looking forward to skipping over to New Zealand on the way through to, to the States next year. So. That's an excuse for a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see my family. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and well, it sounds, look, it sounds extremely dynamic what, what you guys are doing. What's the best thing about your job? I would say, look, I've never personally developed as much as I have since I've got into franchising, especially in this industry because sure. of such big gaps. We've had to, dynamic is, is a word for uh, losing your hair, really, I think, because <sighs> we've had to move very, very fast, yeah. which means that we've had a lot of changes. I really, really enjoy working with people and watching them develop. Well, more than anything else, I, I do believe in the vehicle that we have. It's a tried and true vehicle. We've helped a lot of families you know, set up in a business where traditionally they would struggle by yeah. winning and losing customers or not even knowing how to get them. So you know, I really, really enjoy having a business system that we've developed that is scalable, it does work, great customer retention, people are getting you know, great incomes. I really enjoy that. Fantastic. Look, anyone interested, there are bound to be people listening to this who can be taken by the story, can sense the opportunity there. 
how do they go about reaching out to you and, and, and take the next steps in becoming a, a franchisee or even a franchisor with yeah, um, sure. with Urban Clean? Sure. It, simply Google Urban Clean will come up. Yeah. So U-R-V-A-N-C-L-E-A-N, urbanclean.com.au. Yeah. Uh, jump on the website there. You'll see our 1300 number there. Um, also, there's plenty of submission forms where you guys yeah. put your names and numbers in. Uh, it'll immediately come through to us and uh, we'll be in contact with you very quickly. All right. There are a lot of opportunities, like you said, from unit franchising all the way through to regionals and also state master licenses that are available. Yeah. We'll be very happy to talk with anybody that is looking to do so. Right, fantastic. Look, we do encourage anyone interested to, to head to the Urban Clean website and get the ball rolling. There's also going to be a contact us uh, option next to this podcast, so please put your name down and, and the team will be in touch ASAP to get the ball rolling. And, um, you know, th- there's no harm in making that first inquiry to see where it leads because it's obviously potential for a lot of opportunity there. Mm. Absolutely, there is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Fantastic. Look, thanks for your time there, Kirk. Look, we'd love to have you back on there soon. It seems like you're yeah, expanding very quickly with not, you know, without a lot of thought behind it. So we'd love to have you on the soon for an update to see how everything is traveling. I look forward to that. It'd be great. Thank you for Thank your time, sir. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Kirk Simpson, COO of Urban Clean. For more information on the Urban Clean franchise or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.